I know that beliefs are so touchy-feely. And they're so like, I could read a billion books on this topic. I could think about it all the time. Um, limiting beliefs are tough, right? Because it's it's a feeling. It's a it's it's so crazy untouchable, right? It's so hard to grasp. It's so hard to work into a process to overcome because of the kind of wishy-washy nature of feelings, right? So today we're talking about creating tangible action of overcoming these limiting beliefs. This is a thing, right? And we're so naturally inclined to want to check off a box. That's a very normal process for us. And so when we work into what is actually going to shift you into a place where you can be effective, we have to start making the belief portion of this not so touchy-feely, more tangible, and more just show up and do it. And that's what we're talking about today, kind of the science and strategy behind that tangible action, behind how I created this limiting belief coaching and how and why it works. So I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to do this deeper dive into how I coach people out of limiting belief spaces so they can expand and shift into this new world where anything is possible. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited that you're a part of this community. Let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. We talk about your dreams, where they died, why they died, how you come back, how you recover from that death, where you wrote yourself off, and why you never thought you should dream again. That's what we dive into every day. It is a one-on-one look at the rebirth and recovery of you taking hold of your life and living your life on your terms. Please join us. Hey, welcome in everybody. Uh, Let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. This is a practice that we do every day because it is vital that we start embracing how great we are. So vital. In fact, there are actual statistics that speak to women struggling with this skill set. And so in true fashion of all things that we do here on the death of a dream of all things that I do in my work, we have to start taking action. We have to get past this. And so we created greatness grounding and greatness grounding really just allows us to confidently speak to how great we are. It's important. Uh, so we do that every day. We practice it. We get better at it, right? Practice makes perfect because eventually when it, you're called on, I need you to be able to do this. So let's go ahead, dive in to our great thing. Y'all, you're about to hear mine. 
and go. Uh, my great thing from yesterday. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, really was just, I've kind of recommitted to my health journey. I think with the quarantine, with everything that was going on, finding groceries, finding all the things and just really wanting to sink into comfort foods and back to kind of that lifestyle, which I had all the excuses, right? It's like, I can't get my normal groceries. It's hard for me to stay on a normal schedule. I just want junk food right now. There's so much unknown, like just give me a break. And so instead of like viciously beating myself up over not getting it right. Um, I just kind of let myself explore this time, let myself do what was comfortable. Um, and I felt so much more ready. I feel like my body and my mind were like, okay, sis, that was good. Are we ready now to kind of dive back in? And so I've dove back in. I feel like you know, last night I could have stopped, I could have grabbed something, I could have done whatever. And I uh, just intentionally, you know, made the food, did the thing. And that has been something that I've kind of passed on the last couple of weeks, just with where we're at and what we're doing. And yesterday it was like, nope, stay focused, sis, you're back here. Remember, this is so important to who you want to show up in this world as not that I'm perfect at it and not that I'm shaming you if you've been showing up the way I have and you're not ready to transition out yet. Just that that's my great thing for the day is like recommitting to that. And I always know that I'm recommitted when I have the opt out and I'm able to talk myself out of that. Um, and I haven't been able to the last couple of weeks and I wish it was just weeks. Honestly, it's been months, um, just because of all of the craziness. Right. And so it's okay. It's okay to struggle. Um, but it's not okay to continue staying in that victim status. So I was for a while leaning on, on my, ability to be a victim of everything that's going on right now, which if you do, no one will blame you. It's hard. It's confusing. It's a lot. Um, but I want you to be able to transition out of that victim state at some point when you feel ready because you have the power um, but sometimes you're just not mentally ready to handle that power, right? And that's where I've been like, oh, okay, I know I can do this. I know that I, I know I've seen myself do it. I'm very construct. I'm very sure that I can do this thing. Um, but I had just kind of been sitting in this victim mentality around the whole thing. And just, I've just kind of been letting food happened to me and I haven't been taking control of it. So yesterday was the first like, yeah, you could do that. You absolutely could. But does that align with where you're going? And no, it doesn't. And so I passed on that and I came home and I made myself food. I know it seems like such a small thing, but really to me, it was just kind of re-grasping where I was at when all of life stopped. And 
you know, I've given myself what feels like the right amount of time to kind of wallow and live there. And now I'm ready to champion and come back. So, uh, everybody be ready. Yup. Be ready. Be ready. You heard it here first. You heard it. Um, <laughs> cause it's about to happen. I don't know what, but we should all be prepared. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time to at least, at the very least, think about one great thing that you've done. Uh, let's go ahead and transition. And I think this is such a great transition because it's going to set up what this episode is about, what we're going to talk about today, what we're going to dive into. But I think here's where I get this greatness grounding. So it started as something that I did with my volleyball teams and um, that I coached. And I think the biggest thing is the amount of growth that I saw in those kids, the fact that they come back and they, that's what they talk about. They don't talk about all the amazing things that we did. That one thing, the great thing, the camaraderie that that brought about and really grounding yourself in greatness is isn't so much about, well, yes, it's about flexing that muscle and it's about doing that thing. And it's about confidently being able to speak to things that you feel great about accomplishing. Um, so then you're prepared to do that when it's called on, but it's also about belief validation, right? Cause we're all going to stumble through life validating beliefs that we hold. And so you really have the choice of which belief you want to validate. And so when you have limiting beliefs and our our limiting belief on that volleyball team was that we just were good, but we're not great. Like we're good enough to get second place at state, but not great enough to win. And I knew this because I had actually pulled them and they told me, we don't think that we're good enough. We don't think we're a good enough program to come home with a state title. We don't think, we don't think, we don't think. And so it really came down to how do you, how do you shift that? Beliefs are so intangible, right? Because it's just the way that people think. And yet it is the driver of all action and result. So I knew that we needed to sink lower, we really needed to get in there because they are going to be consciously looking to validate whatever belief they hold. And so I knew that this was our belief, that we had a limiting belief that we were not good enough to win a state title. So how do we change that? How do we change what people think of us, right? Well, if I know that they're going to be searching to validate a belief, it can be negative or positive. So we have to start to shift what that looks like. Now, I also know at this point that we practice, we practice every day getting better at our skills. How can we practice shifting a mindset and how can we practice working on the mental side of our game knowing that that is 100% what holds good to great right because you can show up and play lights out 
But you still have to believe that. The belief that you're good enough is what will win for you. So I couldn't quite wrap my head around how you do that. All I knew was that greatness was something that was lacking in our program and that this is very much a limiting belief that we are going to continue to struggle with if we don't start working on it. So I started constructing what would look like the frame of the coaching that I do now. I started constructing what would look like the frame of how you shift a belief. And so I've learned over the past four years of developing what this would look like and actually five. So it kind of, it started with actual coaching. Um, then I learned a whole heap of information about this very, um, subject and that the mixture of the two things really has brought me to this place where I have a consistent strategy for how to overcome this because I've seen it happen. And so kind of the sciency behind that is you're going to look to validate those beliefs. We talked about that. And so we have to create action at this layer. And as humans, this is the layer we're comfortable in. Action, result, action, result, action, result. And so it gets stickier when you get down to the base layer of creating a new experience because we we constantly want to stay in the action result. We're naturally drawn to that because we can check a freaking box. It's easier. So in my mind, as I'm constructing what grounding ourselves in our greatness would look like, as I'm constructing that, I'm like, well, action isn't wrong. We should be taking action. Um, but like, how do you create a tangible action out of something as untangible as a belief, right? That's crazy. You, you can't. It's touchy-feely. It's uh, you'll know it when you get there. And yet, I knew if we were going to do this, the most important thing would be that we were consistent with doing it. And the second most important thing would be that we adopt that, we practiced it, that we did it, that it was something we could check a box off of. Because as humans, it's human nature to want to see that we're actually doing something, right? Because I could come in and be like, hey, we don't think we're good enough what should we do? And they'd be like, we just need to practice more. And that's not really creating anything new for us in shifting this. So it was like a three-tier effect of this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to practice getting better at this. This is the type of content and information that we're going to put in front of everyone in this pursuit. And as a product of those efforts, we will start to shift this belief. And at that point, I was like, I don't know that this will work. Um, but this is the only thing I can come up with. Like, 
we have to shift this belief. I need to be able to put kind of the confines of what a regular process looks like to trick us into believing that this work holds value. Because when it's just feelings, when it's just change your belief, when it's just showing up and talking without a kind of tangible outcome, people think that it's a waste of time. And while we didn't have a tangible outcome, we could speak to the why behind it. And it was a tangible process, right? It was something that we showed up and did every day. And it became a part of the legacy of who we would be. And it also shifted that belief. So as soon as I saw that, I realized this is a process. This is a thing. This this mixture of taking something, because how many times do we show up and we read the book and we're like, oh yeah, totally. I'm totally excited about this. And as soon as that kind of motivation wears off, we're right back to where we were. Well, that's because the touchy-feely stuff is hard to come up with how to make that tangible, right? It's hard to come up with a process because process is where we're comfortable and process is where we see movement, action, right? Like if we can check a box, we can feel better about it. And there is all kinds of science about the endorphin release for checking that box. And so to me, it's just a matter of combining the two things, making the touchy-feely stuff that is going to be the driver um, more commonly actionable, right? Like, how do you shift a belief? Will you create a new experience? Well, what does that look like? How do you build that when it comes to a limiting belief, right? How do you make that? Well, I'm going to show up and I'm going to say these, these manifestation comments, right? And so that's an action. That's a thing. You can check a box. Did I do that today? And then come back and was that enough really is the bigger question. So that's really the science behind how I built what this process looks like. It really is just about creating action in the non-tangible. So we're still focused on shifting a belief, um, but we are taking the model of action plans and just applying it here. Because the moment that you can't check a box around it is the moment that you get kind of lost in what this is even doing for you, right? Because we're like, no, I'm just doing frivolous things. I'm just doing things. And I don't know that that's going to get me the result that I want. I promise you it is. Um, we just need to really focus in on what those actions are tied to and create tangible action at this layer, right? That's going to be the huge shift that you make is like, 
Yeah, we can all say that we don't want to have limiting beliefs anymore. We can all say that we want alignment and we can go and we can read books on alignment and we can go and we can read books on limiting beliefs or we can follow people on Instagram or whatever that flow looks like to you. We can, we all have that capability, right? And the ones who go and make it happen are the ones who shift into this place of creating actionable experiences around shifting those beliefs, right? And so I think really it's just about reframing the mindset you have around how you shift any belief. And that really is at the core of any result that you want to get at. Until we get around that, right? And I mean like all the way around it because Winning a state title is not possible if you don't actually believe that you're good enough to do that. Right? And that work is so sticky. Especially if you have no real reason to believe that. <laughs> you know, if you if you came into and and this is this is exactly it for most people because you're not going to be building off of having come down from being a superstar at this thing first, right? You're building off of nothing, basically. You're building off of this thing that you want to know about yourself. And that's where this comes in, right? We have to get comfortable doing that work. And so... We can't just build a new subset of beliefs without taking some action. And so it's kind of the merriment of the two things. Knowing what I know about beliefs and how essential that is. Um, knowing what I know about people's struggle points because I see it all the time. All the time. And I struggled with it too. And I applied this system to myself to coach myself out of that place, to coach myself out of those limiting beliefs. I applied the same system that I applied to my volleyball team. The exact same. We took action at a very commonly untangible place right? Because your feelings often get left up to interpretation, often get left to this place where we can't really take action there because it's just a feeling. No, we can. And the action in that place, the tangible action, is, is a construct that you're very familiar with. And so for most of us, that's what it's going to take, right? Moving something that isn't tangible into a tangible place where we can take tangible action. And so when we look back, we're like, oh no, yeah, that's right. I did. I've already done a thing. I've been doing it. I'm super awesome. Go ahead, limiting belief. Please go away now. I have no use for you. But thanks. Thanks for serving me so well. 
up until this point. I really appreciate how limiting you've been. Like, I really appreciate it. Gosh, you know, if I didn't have you holding me back from everything all these years, I really don't know what I would have done. Oh, wait, I would have been freaking awesome. Stupid limiting beliefs. Get out of here. Right. And so when I see these things coming up, I see a ton of people like, I'm so hungry. I want to build a business. I want to go get that degree. I want to venture off into this thing. I want to start a nonprofit. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. And that's so freaking beautiful. You wanting things, I am here for. I'm so here for it. Now, where I find a lot of people is they start this movement and they go in a couple different directions. One, they go in the direction of moving on everything all at once. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay? It's okay. Nothing worth doing is going to be a sprint. It is going to be a marathon of work and alignment and beauty. Oh, beauty. Right? And the second place I see them is they start and then they start to question it and then they start to be overcome by limiting beliefs and they start stopping and they start shooting themselves in the foot all over again and they, in their terms, fail. And they stop. And the commonality there is so strong. I see it in every group that I'm in. I see it in every coaching session that I take part in. I see and hear those things come up over and over and over again. And why is that? Why? Every time that I talk to someone, they are more confident and find it easier to market their limiting beliefs than they do actually marketing <laughs> the good things about themselves. Right? Why is that? Well, that's kind of human nature. That's kind of the world that we live in. It's kind of a lot of things. We're just better at that. We're better at cutting ourselves down than building ourselves up. Sorry if you just heard that here for the first time today. Welcome. We are. So, knowing what we know. Knowing what we know, knowing what I see, knowing what happens. Um, I built this coaching program. It's, it's putting tangible efforts to something that is a fuel thing. Right? Because I, I could honestly talk to you all day long about motivating you, about helping you to get to the other side of whatever that thing is. I do talk to you all the time about it. Um, we're messaging about it. We're texting about it. We're having calls about it. We're talking, okay? But if we don't dig two layers deeper, if we don't really get to the core, if we don't start setting ourselves up, and I know because I've coached myself through this program, I've coached teams of women through this program. If we don't start setting ourselves up 
to get past these things, they will come back up. We can't motivate ourselves past them long enough. They'll come back up. And they come up in everything. You think that it only happens to people who are taking big risks, making big moves? You're wrong. Because those same limiting beliefs, the same, I don't know, I have three very consistent, very strong limiting beliefs. Those same things I can copy, paste, and apply to anything that I'm going to go work on. Anything. If I want to start running. Anything that I want to start changing, that I want to start showing up for, if I want to start eating better, if I want to start reading, if I want to start crocheting, if I want to get back on board with what I want to do, if I want to go to school, if I want to apply for that job, if I want to fill in the blank, the limiting beliefs don't change that much. Sometimes they take on a little bit different shading, but by and large, they're consistent. And so if we can get you past one of them, imagine what that would free up in your life. Imagine what you could go do because it might just start with, you know, I really want to apply for this job. Well, let's get you past whatever that limiting belief is so you can actually confidently speak to who you're going to show up as in this job. And the trickle-down effect of that work may actually allow you to be past that and know how to overcome that when six months down the road you're vibing in your job and you're like, you know what, I really want to get back to health and fitness. I really want to start focusing on my body and my mind since my career really is where I want it to be. And I've, I've driven so much work towards that. And so you'll restart your, your body journey, this health journey. You're going to restart that now that this season of career focus has kind of played itself out. Now we can kind of shift that focus and that extra energy that we used to spend on career, now we can shift that to body um, and mind. And so when we're making that shift, that same limiting belief, the one that we just got over with the career, is probably going to represent itself as we go on this new adventure. And by probably, I mean it's going to. It'll come up. Even if we got over it. But luckily, We have a framework for how we get past that. And so no matter what we do now, we have the framework around that limiting belief that comes up. We have it. And we can apply it here as well. We're going to have to change some wording. But for the most part, we can copy and paste that framework onto the next thing that we go after. And we can almost guarantee that those limiting beliefs aren't going to change that much as we go through this life. And so it's so vital to have a framework for how you get past those limiting beliefs because they are going to represent themselves all the time, over and over and over again, no matter what new adventure you go on, no matter what it is. They're going to have them. They're going to come up. And if we don't start dealing with them at the source, they are going to stop you. Right? 
And so that's what this program really does. And that's the background of how I develop this system for how we do this. It really is about where we're comfortable taking action. It really is about how we are used to structuring other things. Um, because I find that once you get to this kind of touchy feely layer, people lose track, they lose focus, they don't know how to do this. And so I have found a whole heck of a lot of success transitioning limiting beliefs in this way, right? And so that's what that program is about. That's really how we got to this place. That's the action that I've seen happen from applying what we've created here. So you can check out all things um, death of a dream at nestink.com. That's actually where you'll find coaching and all the things that I do. Um, it's so great that you're here. I'm so excited to have you in this community. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world.